Well, praise the name of Jesus. Welcome once again to Kingdom Keys. I'm Apostle Max. It's a place where we teach all things kingdom. We're raising a generation with kingdom revelation. And in this series and in this season, we've been teaching around prayer and helping people transition out of the kingdom of darkness and to walk in his marvelous light the way God intended us to walk. And um, most people, we said this before, have switched kingdoms, but they've not switched systems. And one of the key ways of switching systems is to be taught how to pray. Because Jesus gave us this model. It's found in Matthew chapter 6. Let's pick up from verse 9. In this manner, therefore, pray our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. There's so much revelation in that. And one of the key things today we're going to tap into is understanding the will of God, the plan of God for your life and for mine. You are not an accident. God's got a very specific plan for you and for your destiny. Have a look at Amos chapter 3 and verse 3. You're coming into a kingdom, and in this kingdom, God has designed you with your personality, with your gifting. Uh, he knows the place you were born into. He knows um, everything about you, but he sent you here for a purpose. Uh, you, the color of your skin, your gender, don't go changing. I want to sing a Billy Joel song for you. Don't go changing to please the world. Amen. God made you for a reason. You are who you are. God loves you. He loves you just the way you are. He made you that way. He made you gifted. Uh, you, you have certain um, desires. And I'm not talking about fleshly desires for people. Um, is there's, there's things inside of you that um, you were born to fix. You were born with certain uh, things that irritate you is that you were born to address those things in the earth. So there's a reason for your existence. And anytime you change a man's identity, he doesn't know who he is. Um, he then misses out the, on the function or the reason for his existence. Um, th just think quickly about, about Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. It says, uh, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. The image has got to do with your class. Likeness has got to do with your ability to function. So if your identity is not secured, if you are not clear that I was sent this way, this is, um, I was born a colored man, I was born a, a white woman, I was born black and Indian, whatever, you cannot hate on that. That's, God loves variety. And, and so many people are so fleshly in the way they function in the earth is that, um, you know, when you cut every one of us, we all bleed the same color. Come on, somebody. It is God wanted the color of your skin the way he wanted you and to address certain issues in the earth to fulfill the kingdom purpose and assignment for which he has sent you. So don't get caught up on the surface. Don't be so fleshly and carnal. Some people are so carnal. They, they, they hate on certain people with certain uh, skin colors. Listen, man. Um, don't, be, don't be so shallow. Don't be so shallow. 
You've got to be the one that can look beyond the packaging and receive the gifting in the earth. I, 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 I digress. Uh, I'm trying to deal with the fact that people struggle with identities and that, therefore they never fulfill the purpose that God has got for them in the earth. And yet when you come to the kingdom of God, when it says thy kingdom come and thy will be done, it is all a package deal with God. Look at this, look at this, look at this. It's a package deal. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. The power of God, the processes of God, the prosperity in God, uh, the plan of God, uh, all of that comes. It's a, it's a complete package when you're praying this Our Father prayer. It brings in purity and um, it brings clarity and it gives you, helps you make, make right decisions for life because it's teaching in the purposes of God and God's plan for your life and you begin to understand the more you walk in the kingdom of God you'll find that you are no accident you actually need it your life is needed your life is vital for the kingdom of God so the number one thing when you come to the kingdom of God is to agree with God this is the title for today can two walk together unless they are agreed Amos 3 and 3 how can two walk together unless they are agreed? If you're ever going to walk with God, you're going to have to come into agreement with God. If you're going to fulfill your, the purpose and the plan of God for your life, you're going to have to come into agreement with God. Some people jump past the step. And I want you to know today, um, when you're praying thy kingdom come, it is that your kingdom must go and your will must go. And most people skip past this, not realizing this most powerful thing that you have, it is called your will. And this will it gets to be submitted to the will of God uh, for anybody who wants to fulfill the plan of God for their lives. God reorders their steps, gives them the right relationships, knows the destiny helpers, reconnects them. But the first thing that we most, all of us struggle with is when God begins to disconnect you or unplug you from the world system. It goes also with the people that you are used to feeding you. The umbilical cords and places that have fed you. And so when you begin to fast and pray and seek the face of God, God disconnects you from the things that have been feeding you. Because a whole lot of things that we're involved in has got nothing to do with destiny and with purpose. And yet when you get into the kingdom of God, all that God is doing now is connecting you to the right people, to the right places, to the right plan of God. Are you seeing that? It then helps you to understand that uh, knowing that I mean uh, that God loves me and that this is the kingdom of his love. Uh, I then, because of the disconnect from people and the support structures that I used to depend upon, uh, because I know God's love for me, I can experience that God can, the experience that God disconnects me doesn't freak me out. Doesn't create and, and make me anxious about anything. And I'm saying it's easier said than done. But if you have to go through the process uh, that God disconnects you in the in, from your past and now reconnects you to the people of your future, there is something about that process that can create a whole lot of anxiety inside of all of us. But let me just reassure you concerning the plan of God for your life. Psalms 139 verse 16. Let's pick up verse, four, verse 13. It says, For you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. 
My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. It says that so God, the, the power of this is that God, before he starts a thing, he first finishes it. So uh, Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. So when God, you begin to work in the kingdom of God, you need to know that you are dealing with a finished work. This is the one reason why you can trust God and you can agree with him and his plan for your life. If you have the assurance that this is a fixed fight, that the game is fixed, look at the book of Revelation, you know how it ends. It ends with us winning. And when God sent you to the earth, is because in, ye, in his sight and in his presence, you said yes to your assignment. You agreed with God before he sent you here. He told you what you're going to be doing. We, we were in agreement with God. You're not an accident. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, there was an agreement with us and God. We said yes. We lifted up our hands and said, we'll go in this time. And we will fulfill the purpose and the will of the Father. So you're not an accident. And nothing that's happening in this world here is outside of God's control and his eyes and his sight. And when you and I come into this earth, we've come into agreement with the kingdom of God to fulfill his will and to play our part in the plan of God in the earth. But it needs your agreement. He says, I will praise you. I'm fearfully one and wonderfully made. My soul knows that very well. It says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. I'm wired differently because God made me that way. You are wired that way because it's, a, it's attached to the plan of God and the will of God in the earth. Are you seeing that? Let's go to the prophet Jeremiah because this is one of the things that God called me into. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. That's an intimate space. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, Our Lord, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say that. Do not say I'm, I'm a youth. You're coming now into agreement with me. How can we walk together, Jeremiah, unless we are agreed? Do you agree that I, before you were formed in your mother's womb, uh, your mother's womb, I knew you? There's an intimate place of how I made you and what I called you to do. This is my plan in my kingdom. You can't come and disagree with me now because if you start to speak against what I'm saying, who you are, you, you're messing with the plan of God, my plan in the earth. Can you see the agreement? I mean, it is not possible for you to come into what God has got for you with you speaking a perverse word. Most people have not made the connection yet between the world they're experiencing and the words they've been speaking. Have you joined the dots yet? Because God has got a plan for you. 
Now, I know you are not developed in your gift completely. And I know that you're not experiencing that completely. And maybe you, you, you come from a family of dysfunction that never knew God and, and jobs and, and people. And you got involved in all kinds of, of, of failure and, and mistakes that you've made. But you know that God's plan stands forever? Do you know that you are not a mistake? Do you know that even though you've gone and made a mistake, you now need to, the first thing that God's going to deal with you to agree with him is he's going to fix your words. I can't work with leaders. Business people, wherever we're going to, I, I let them know the money's here, um, God's not broke, the kingdom's got all the resources. I begin to develop the business people into um, showing them vision, showing them purpose, showing them the strategies. I work with all of them. But there comes a time when the rubber hits the road and I tell them, I said, look, you're going to have to learn to change your speech. If you want the supernatural in your life, then you must know that all God's work is done in truth. And only um, when you begin to agree with his word and the truth of God's word begins to manifest or, or, or you agree with truth, now you begin to experience the supernatural. Because the supernatural and truth go hand in hand. Now, if you want to experience his supernatural and you want to see the fulfillment of God's plan in the earth, then the number one thing that you must do is align your speech with what, what God says in his word. You've got to learn how to bridle your tongue. You've got to learn how to, in the times when your flesh wants to take over and you see all the news and you see the negativity, that you don't agree with the world, you don't agree with the negativity, you don't agree with what your bank account, if there's a zero and a minus in there, you don't agree with that because let the, let the poor say, I'm rich. Let the weak say, I'm strong. You must agree with God's word. Because how are you going to walk in the kingdom of God unless you agree with him? How can two walk together unless they are agreed? So God is to take Jeremiah and says, look, man, you look like nothing. And you, you see yourself like nothing. You think you're too young. You think it's not possible. I'm letting you know that I know you. And I know the reason why I called you into the earth. And I know the reason for your existence. And I know your assignment in the earth. But I want you to come into agreement with my plan and my kingdom in the earth. He says, uh, behold, I cannot speak for I'm a youth, verse 7. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you. So before we can send you, we must fix your speech. Before you can even discover who you really are. Before you begin to walk in the fullness of, your, of, of what I've called you to do. I know you're skilled in a certain way. I mean, when God called me and I knew I could not speak, I had to go on this course at Dale Carnegie and you know, just being taught how to do basic public speaking every single week. I mean, I had to shut my mouth and stop speaking against my success. Will you stop speaking against your success today? Can you come into agreement with God and his word and the kingdom of God? Because he says, do not, the Lord said to me, do not say I'm a youth, for I shall send you to all my, uh, uh, you shall go to all whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Most people have canceled their destinies even before they start. Most people, before even God can send them across the globe and to do great things, they, you, they, um, um, they've been hung by the tongue.
Don't be that person. Do you know that David that before he slew Goliath and before he used the sling and the stone, he slew him with his words because we slay by what we say. We declare a thing and it must be established for us. If I cannot fix a man's speech, I cannot help him. I tell the business people, if you do not start changing what's coming out of your mouth, do you not see that you're canceling your own destiny? That you must come into agreement with God and his word. His kingdom must become your priority. But it also means that you must agree with God, not just in his will, but with your words. He's got words. Especially what Dr. Winston said, that when God gave Adam uh, in the beginning communication, uh, when the, the words were not for communication, they were for creation. Because some people, uh, you, your world is a reflection of your wisdom. And so when a man has, his world is dysfunctional, it's directly connected to the words it's been speaking. So God has got to fix your words because you need to come into agreement with what he says. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm a youth, for I'll send you to, uh, you shall go to all whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I'm with you to deliver you, says the Lord. So number one is that if God's going to send you, um, you have to fix your speech because you're going to look at people and you're going to see the fear. You're going you're to look at them and say, I can't say this to the people. And the Lord says to him straight away, he says, and do not be afraid when you look at their faces. For I'm with you to deliver you. So look at the fear. You've not been given a spirit of fear. You know that. You have victory over fear. But now you need to know that your words become really important. Even though fear wants to come, you should count it with the word of God. Do not fear. Come on, somebody. 365 times in the Bible. One for every single day. Do not fear. Mary, if you're going to carry Jesus and you're going to have a, an encounter with the angelic hosts, do not fear. Why? Because we're sending you. We, we want to assign you. We want to send you into places. And there's certain people that before they go in, because of their words, um, they cancel their destinies even before they got there. Do you remember the people that went into the promised land just to, for a visit? Twelve leaders. Ten of them came back with a bad report, two of them with a good report. The, tens, the ten did not fight, none of them fought a giant. They got hung by the tongue. They said, we're not able. Joshua and Caleb said, we are well able. Because they refused to speak something contrary. They said, but if God is with us, then we are also well able. They said, no, we're like grasshoppers. And they spoke themselves out of their destiny. Because in the kingdom of God, you must come into agreement with, with what God says. For you to go in to what God has got for you. Please hear me. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I put words in, my, in your mouth. Before God can put words in your mouth, you're going to have to say yes to the Lord's will. You must agree with him. Because even though when people don't agree with God, even though he puts a word in their spirit, even prophetically, you find them not doing it because of number one, fear. And number two, they've mixed words. You can't change that. If God's going to put his word in your mouth, then you must say what he says. See, I have this day set you over the nations, over the kingdoms, to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. I'm letting you know I was a baby Christian when God gave me this word. 
And there was days that I even spoke against my own destiny and I had to go and repent and uproot that thing. May you do that today in the name of Jesus. May you uproot every seed that you have spoken. I have bought every seed that is trying to mess with your destiny because you are going to a season now where you need courage and you need strength and you need the word of God in your mouth that you can do what the Lord tells you to do because it's an agreement with the will of God and the plan of God for your life. So to agree with God's will, number one is that you need to bridle that tongue. You need to take that tongue and you say, no, this is a disciplined tongue. I'm going to speak what the word of God says I'm going to speak so that when God gives me a word, I will only say that. I speak to all prophets and I command that you come into a place of alignment with God's word and don't say your own thing. Don't give people delusion and give them deception and tell them things that are not in the word of God and what God hasn't said. That's why prophets can't be sent until they've gone and trained their tongue to agree with God. You can't go into the promised land unless you agree with, with what God says. We know there are giants in the land. He didn't say you must say that. He said you must let, let the weak say, I'm strong. When God spoke into the darkness, he didn't say how dark it is. He says, no, let there be light. We are trapped in a word world and you've got no choice but to agree with God and his word. Or then agree with the world and what they say. But if you're going into your destiny and you're going to fulfill your purpose and you're going to walk in the plan of God and unlock your potential, the number one place is to say what God says. Then he goes into, well, now that we agreeing with words, Let's agree with what you see. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see the branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, seeing well, I'm ready to perform my word. People think that God can just perform his word. He doesn't. He needs your agreement. Ask Mary. Mary says, I've never been with a man. How can it be? How can you say I'm pregnant? He says, yeah, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. She says, then, well, then let it be done to me according to his word. She came into agreement with God. Can you see that? You don't come into your destiny disagreeing with God, speaking against your own success. You say what God says, even in the midst of that. He told Joshua, he says, where you're going in, you need to be strong and courageous. You're going to make your way prosperous. You're going to make, you're going to have good success, but you're going to have to meditate on my word day and night that when you're seeing even the giants, you're going to say what I say. And then the Lord said to me, you've seen well, if I'm ready to perform my word, that's verse 12, verse 13. And the word of the Lord came to me the second time saying, what do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot and it's facing away from the north. Then the Lord said to me, out of the, out of the north calamity shall break forth on all the inhabitants of the land. For I'm calling all the families of the kingdoms of the north, says the Lord. They shall come and each one set his throne at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem against uh, uh, all its walls and all around and against all the cities of Judea. I had no idea the kind of fight we would be in for families when God gave me this word 20, maybe, or so years ago. Look at the kind of damage in families. And God says, I'm going to establish the family on this family mountain. I'm going to bring you into this family mountain to speak to this thing and help the children, help the sons and daughters get their identity straight because can you see this here? He said to me, out of the north calamity shall break forth on all the inhabitants of the land for behold, I'm calling all the families of the kingdom of the north, says the Lord. They shall come and each one set his throne at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem. He says, I will utter my judgments concerning and all their wickedness. Look at the wickedness that's happening right now across the globe. This was the call of God 20 years ago upon my life and I said, God, how could I ever speak? How? I don't even know your word. Who's going to listen to me? 
because they've forsaken me and burnt incense to other gods. This is what's happening in the world right now. Look at the intensity of it. And it's not slowing down. It says, and they've worshipped the works of, the, of their own hands. Therefore, prepare yourself and arise and speak to them all that I command you. Don't you go and bring your own thing and say, well, you know, uh, God loves everybody. You can become whoever you want to be. The devil is a liar, man. You were, you were born of God. You, are, you, you come from God. You don't, you don't make it up as you go along. The plan of God, you must come into agreement. You must agree with who you are. I don't feel like a woman. So what's it got to do with anything? I don't feel like a man. So what's it got to do with your feelings? The Spirit of the Lord. God made you in His image and in His likeness. And you were supposed to stand in your God-given right and authority. And I'm letting you know God will strengthen you. This is what He says. He says, and speak to them all that I command you. Do not be afraid of their faces, lest I dismay you before them. For behold, I've made you this day a fortified city, an iron pillar, and a bronze wall, and bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its princes, its priests, and against the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. Glory be to God. For I'm with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. You stand for righteousness, and God will stand for you. You ask Stephen who was stoned. When they were stoning him, he says, I seen the heavens open and the Son of Man standing. Because when you stand for righteousness, you will stand for you. You do what is right and you agree with God and you've got all of heaven backing you no matter what you're going through because you're fulfilling the will and the plan of God for your life. Hebrews 10 verse 23. Let's wrap it up. The Bible says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who is promised is faithful. There's a place of confession where um, we were only taught about confession, about repenting and apologizing for what you've done. This confession here, to hold fast the confession, the word homologio, this is what it means. It's a Greek word. It's used more than 25 times in the New Testament. The, the homo refers to same as homologize and so forth. The, this, this word, the word logio is to say or to speak. Together the word has the literal meaning of to say the same thing. Homologio. Same as and then to speak. When you come into the kingdom of God, your confession, your agreement, your this homologio should be the word that governs your life and mine. That every single day you should come into agreement with the will of the Father. You were born for a purpose. There is the plan of God for your life and the confession that when you begin to say what God says, God gets to establish his word in the earth and the plan of God unlocks and unfolds for your life. I know you feel like nothing. I know that your life seems so far from God, but as you've been praying and you've been developing in the kingdom of God and you begin to understand the power of what it is to be on the plan and the purposes of God, the prosperity begin to flow and your life begin to move forward because you come into agreement with God. How can two walk together unless they are agreed? It starts with your speech. It starts with in your thinking, actually. And then, of course, in your speech. And then in your feet. 
from your thinking to what you're saying. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth begins to speak. As you put the word of God more and more in your mouth, and you put it in your heart, and you're meditating on it day and night, and you're making your way prosperous, your feet are beginning to walk in success. And no matter the people that you faced and the fear that, are, that is there, you will overcome every fear because you keep on saying what he says. And the spirits of fear that will come, you've not been given that spirit of fear, you'll be able to address that spirit of fear because you address it through the word that you speak. Come into agreement with God, not just for his will, but for his word. And won't you say what he says? Because according to Psalms 103, the angels get their assignment by the words that you speak. It's time to come into agreement with God on a whole nother level. God's got a plan for you. There's a purpose for your life. And he wants you to agree with him. Come on, Jeremiah. Won't you say what he says? Won't you see what he sees? And won't you go where he wants you to go? I'm Apostle Max. This is Kingdom Keys. We're raising a generation with kingdom revelation. You are coming into your destiny and to the purpose and to the plan that God has got for your life because of the agreement. God bless you. Until next time.